Welcome to the Holistic Psychiatrist Podcast, a place for inspiration, insight, and information on holistic mental health. Join your host, Dr. Alice Lee, and discover critical information on safe, effective psychiatric medication withdrawal. Explore new ideas that enlighten and expand the mind with cutting-edge authors and experts, along with former patients as they share their miraculous healing journeys. It's time to build your well-being from the thought up. It's time for the Holistic Psychiatrist Podcast. Here's your host, Dr. Alice Lee. Hello and welcome to the Holistic Psychiatrist Podcast, where building well-being from the thought up creates miraculous healing journeys. I'm your host, Dr. Alice Lee, the holistic psychiatrist practicing in Lehigh, Utah. We're excited to bring an individual on our podcast who I have worked with in the past, though briefly. We're using pseudonyms because we want to protect confidentiality today. And we're going to introduce her as Dr. North. She's a psychologist and she came to my office with her daughter about six years ago. Her daughter Mandy was 12 years old at the time and had been suffering from depression. And so I'm really excited to have Dr. North with us. We're going to call her Harriet today for the purposes of our podcast. Harriet, thank you so much for coming on this show. Thank you so much for having me. And it's great to see you again, Dr. Lee. Yes, it's wonderful to have you here and to be able to talk a little bit about what you experienced through holistic approaches for Mandy, your daughter, back when she was 12. Can you tell us a little bit about what was happening at the time that brought you to my office? Yes, 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 yes. So I have a very creative, sensitive daughter who was having difficulties in school, making friends, fitting in. She lost her grandmother in that process, who was a real support for her. And all of these things together sort of put her in a state of depression, experiencing a lot of stress and difficulty completing her schoolwork. And we tried to deal with it as best we could in traditional ways of just giving her support. Then I think we may have started some counseling, general counseling. It's always important to find the right counselor when you're doing that. And so I don't think we did or things weren't moving as fast as I wanted. So I saw a need to try to, to give her a little bit more. And I started doing some research to find out where I could go to find someone who might not be as trigger happy, as I call it, to give her medicine to treat something that I didn't feel at that point might have needed it. And so I found you. And at that time, from what the history was being provided, Mandy had said that she had been feeling down and depressed for about two years. Mm -hmm. She'd been at times feeling suicidal, even though it was no intention to act on it. And she felt very isolated and very despondent about ever making friends at school. Yes. And if I recall, we did start her on some supplements. And maybe if you can share with us just some of the supplements that she was put on, because I think a lot of people might be curious what she was started on at that time. Right. So you recommended hemp protein, which was was like a powder that we would use in a smoothie in the morning. We may have used it twice a day, but I know we used it in the morning. There was a liquid called cell-ready minerals, goji powder, cow's 
fourplex. May not be saying it properly. The vitamin C. Mm -hmm. Okay. Something called pure harvest greens, cell food silica. She was on vitamin D drops, 2000. I used that. A liver extract cap and zinc citrate cap. All right. So those are the things that she was started on. As I listened to that, I know that the Pure Harvest Greens is no longer available. Right now, I tend to replace it with a product called Greens First by a company called GreensFirst.com. You can find that online on Amazon. Cell Ready Minerals, I don't use as much because it has some copper in it. And so I use the Brainchild Spectrum Support Minerals now because it has more of a zinc and no copper in it. The reason why is most people come in with very high levels of copper and low zinc when they're stressed out. So with this particular set of supplements, I remember that you had created a nice smoothie for her that she could take. And generally the rule of thumb for people who create a smoothie and then take the supplements with it is to take half of it in the morning and half of it in the afternoon mm, okay. because it's a nutritional intervention that we want to spread throughout the day. Right. So can you tell us what happened with your daughter when she started the regimen? Well, again, I had a 12-year-old, so introducing this in her routine was not going to be a simple process. We had to go through the yuck, this taste nasty moment, but she was motivated because she wanted to change. She wanted things to be better. And once we mixed it with a little juice, it was better for her. We opened some of the capsules and pour them over the food or put it in the smoothie. And so we got to a place where the regime was relatively harmless and easy for her to do in the morning and again in the evening. So once we got that routine down, I think she started feeling better about the process. And then very quickly, I think she started to just feel better overall. She was doing something for herself. And I think she was also feeling better. Mm -hmm. I remember she came in one day and she said that she really liked your smoothies and she looked mm -hmm. forward to taking them. So there was yeah. something about what you did to make it palatable that she was really enjoying. And smoothies is a kind of a staple in my practice. A lot of patients are recommended to make them just because they have high antioxidant support. They're easily mm -hmm. digestible. They provide a lot of the nutrients that a person needs at the beginning mm -hmm in a way without stressing the GI system. And they have a lot of living enzymes. So the yeah. smoothie itself was medicine for your daughter. Yeah. And so she came in, she enjoyed it. We did also some energy work. The kind of energy work that we were doing at the time was a little bit of Reiki where I was sending her some life energy and also some emotional freedom technique, EFT, where we use a technique where we integrate acupressure points with intention. EFT nowadays is a technique that has been used in the military for trauma and is now used widely for therapeutic reasons. So it's had its early moments back in the late 1900s where it had some pushback, but now it's been around for so long and so many positive results have come from the use of EFT that it's been used globally. So we use those interventions to help Mandy with some of the psychological stressors that she may have been experiencing at the time to help augment the speed of the healing process. Maybe you can share how quickly your daughter started to feel better after all of these interventions were integrated for her. Yeah, I think it was about session four that she said, I think this is 
working for her. And, and you, you told us that I remember the conversation you said, I think we've made a lot of progress. If you ever get to a point where she starts to not feel better, give me a call early on so that we can make sure she's taking the right supplements or, or that type thing, because she was feeling much better. And I think able to function and deal with the daily routine and rituals better. Her experiences in school involved some bullying. Some of that was coming from an external type of pressure, not coming from her and her learning to deal with that, the stress of dealing with with what middle schoolers deal with, not having friends, was not necessarily coming out of her, but as a reaction to some of the things that were coming inward. So she was in a better situation in terms of knowing how to deal with people and Mm -hmm. those types of stressors. People don't always change. You can go into a new situation and still find the same types of people. But if you can feel stronger yourself, and I think she was at that place. Yeah, I remember that she was feeling better after the first session. When she came back, it was session number two. Mm -hmm. She was starting to feel better. And so by session number three, she was definitely getting better. And by session number four, I was saying it looks like most of her issues has resolved because of the interventions. She was a little anxious when we first came to see you. I remember sitting in the waiting room and neither one of us knew what we were Mm -hmm. getting ready to get into, but Mm -hmm. there was some anxiety there. And I think when we came back after the first time, there was a lightness that I saw. I saw a little bit of a lighter person. wasn't Mm -hmm. quite as heavy. Oh, that's great. It was one of the shortest period of treatment I've ever had with a patient. Mm -hmm. And I think there's some contributing factors. Number one, your daughter was young. It was her first time receiving some intervention for depression, and she wasn't taking any kind of medication at all that would have an impact on her biology. Right. And so there was no need for medication withdrawal in her case as well. So whatever we gave her in terms of nutritional support, it went right into healing her physical Hmm. condition and her body. And whatever we gave her in terms of energy work. I believe that that went directly into her healing process as well. Now, I know that you were talking about bullying and also choosing the holistic approach. Prior to our recording the podcast, we're talking about some of the cultural views and some of the cultural things that played a role in your choice of a holistic approach. And I was wondering if you wanted to share a little bit about that. Yeah, we are of an African-American cultural background. And I don't know, maybe because of my profession also as a professor, but I I tend to try to do things from a natural standpoint. And what I was saying to you earlier was that I think that this is a very good treatment for communities of color, particularly African-American communities, because there's a lot of mistrust in the medical community for good reason. But over the years and over generations, sometimes we're not quite sure why there may be this distrust. But but it stems from a mistrust of people giving medication that could change the cellular structure of the body because that has happened within the community. And so I think that things such as this, where you're doing alternative medicines and or where you're dealing with nutrition, which is food, that would be more acceptable, I think, among a lot of people who would need to seek out help, that it's mm-hmm. not something that's going to change my body or, or my mind or you know, I'm not going to lose control. Actually, what it's doing is it's giving me back my stability and my equilibrium. I was just saying that I feel like treatments such as this, holistic treatments, 
fit well within the way that African-American people as a culture think about medicines and the connection between nature and the body and making sure that everything, like I said, is in equilibrium. Yeah, you brought up a really good point. And I also think about it from my perspective, because the reason why I got into holistic psychiatry was because I was put on Zoloft and I was struggling five years later and trying to get off. And I was Mm -hmm. struggling with my own medication withdrawal and not really being aware that withdrawal was an issue at that time. And that was back around 1996 when I was dealing with that. What I came away with, and this may have something to do with how maybe within the African-American community, there's a greater comfort with it, is that I really felt that for me personally, it was an issue of freedom. One of the uh, things I like to really become is to walk in Harriet Tubman's footsteps and be kind of the Harriet Tubman of psychiatry, because I really believe that if we can offer patients a way to be free, Mm -hmm. to be well without having to be tied to a psychiatrist with a medication for the rest of their lives. Yes. Well worth the effort. Yes. Figuring out what the body needs to empower the body rather than doing things to the body that creates a certain kind of temporary band-aid that causes the body to become dependent on that treatment where you have to go back to the doctor every three months for a pill to me is a a no-brainer. I think everybody wants to be free if it's possible. I think that's how I saw what I wanted for Mandy. I think it's so easy with medicine traditionally to look for things that are quick. And sometimes the natural versions are not quick. And it does take a little bit more time because you're healing as opposed to just trying to diminish the fire for a little bit, so to speak, with a medicine. And so I didn't want a temporary fix that could have long-term consequences for her body because it was so pure. Like you said, there was nothing else in it. Mm -hmm. So I wanted something that would naturally fit. But then the other piece that you mentioned, I feel like holistic treatments are empowering and they're respectful of the human being and all the power that we already have. I mean, many of the traditional medicines are made out of herbs anyway. So it's coming from the land and nature and things that should just automatically fit with our bodies. But they've gone in a completely different direction. And I've seen the impact of how those types of treatments can have long lasting effects that change people in ways where they lose their zest for life or their ability to relate And I definitely did not want that for Mandy. So I guess I was led by the spirit to choose the right treatment for her. And I feel like we received that. Yes, you're right that sometimes these medications are absolutely helpful temporarily for emergencies. Recently, within the last year or so, I did start someone on an antipsychotic medication because he had abruptly stopped or he needed to stop his chronic use of marijuana. He was smoking marijuana a lot. It was making him more paranoid. And so he stopped it. But then when he stopped it, he had withdrawal symptoms and he was more paranoid after he stopped it too. So the CBD oil didn't work for him. I put him on a little bit of antipsychotic medication, but I also had the skills to help him get off of it later on. And so that particular patient is no longer a patient either because he's well and he's able to move mm-hmm. on with his mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. So 
the reason why Mandy came back into my awareness is because you had called me recently Mm -hmm. and I was really curious about what had happened after she left treatment from my office, because after the fourth session, she was done and I had not heard from you or from Mandy for six years. Mm -hmm. Maybe you can share what happened after the treatment. Well, what happened after the treatment, I think she was doing really well, but you get to a point where you're doing well and then you sometimes don't think you need to continue because you're doing well. That's what you sort of hope, I think, is that, okay, I'm good now. I'm whole. So I can kind of drive this car myself. And I think she has been for the for the most part. She's a very creative person. She was into her stuff and learn just like any other human being that there are days that I'm going to have that are tough, but I'm going to put myself in these areas where I can deal with those days. But then the pandemic hit. And I think a lot of, well, before I get to that, I guess we backed off of the supplements because when we went to see her pediatrician at the time, there was no real communication between what we were doing with you and then what we were doing with her. And so she just, since we were doing well, she's like, let's try to back off some of these things that she wasn't as familiar with and maintain maybe just some of the vitamins that she was taking. And so over time, those just fell off too. And we just went on with life, eating well, doing what we do. And then the pandemic hit, which started bringing out some other stress issues of of going through the loss of the things that Mandy experienced after having to leave school and those types of things. And so that stress, that, that need for something more came up. And I just wanted to I remember you saying, don't wait. So we didn't. Yeah. And that's life. Life is a dynamically flowing process. I was really happy to hear that Mandy was doing well, that she didn't have to take a lot of supplements or had not been taking any supplements for many years. Obviously, the pediatrician is a conventional pediatrician, even though she was very well trained and she wasn't the kind of holistic pediatrician that would understand the role of supplements at that time and felt that it was better not to have Mandy continue it. I think overall, I would say this is life. People do end up with catastrophic stressors such as the pandemic happening in their lives, and that changes the picture. And that's something for us to talk about is stress and the role of stress in our lives. I wanted to explore that because there's this idea in conventional psychiatry that once you take a medication, then that's it. That medication should be helpful for depression as a label or diagnosis. And people are put on these medications for years and years and never taken off because they feel like there's more of a static understanding of mental Mm -hmm. health issues. Mm -hmm. In holistic psychiatry, or even in the whole field of holistic medicine, there's an understanding, I think, more of the dynamics of change and how the environment and stress interacts with the body how it changes the hormones, how it stresses the biology in terms Mm. of increased inflammation, increased Mm. oxidative stress. Mm. And the way I explain it to patients is that depending on the stressor and one's reaction to that stressor, so it requires some interpretation of what that stressor means to that person, it will be almost like increasing the work of the body. So the body Mm -hmm. has to work harder, has to speed up its production and functioning in order to deal with that stressor. And when it does that, it needs more nutrients coming in and it's going to create more waste products going out. So during those periods of stress, because we can't measure the stress, it's very hard for us to ignore stress as having a physical impact on the body, but it Mm -hmm. does. 
It has quantum in terms of if we could measure stress, it will have a certain measurable impact on the physical body. And one must meet that or else, number one, there will be nutritional depletion. And number two, there will be an increase in toxicity buildup in the body because the body isn't clearing out the toxins related to the increased functioning that is required in the body. One of the things that I've noticed as a holistic psychiatrist is that people who actually create an environment where they can control stress, where they're not always bombarded with excess stress in this kind of haphazard way in their lives, do heal much more easily. Mm. That's a pattern that I've seen. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so when, when I'm trying to help people get off their psychiatric medications, I've come to learn that if a person is in a very stressful situation, such as school Mm -hmm. or work, and let's say they hate their work or they hate school or something is happening where there's some bullying, like in Mandy's situation, those stressors are in some ways a big hurdle that gets in the way of whatever it is that the patient and I are trying to achieve using holistic means. And one of the best ways that we can try to overcome it, number one, is to address the social stressors, like you mentioned in Mandy's situation. And number two would be to do some energy work so that they can face the social stressors with a different reaction to Uh those stressors. Uh Without those things in place, if you just jump right into let's support you physically, let's help you get off the meds, that kind of stuff, I think, unfortunately, As you're going through that process, if these external stressors hit that individual again, Mm -hmm. uh, they go from, let's say, if if you're looking at a scale from zero to 100 in terms of measuring that person's readiness for medication withdrawal, they might go from 100, which is, yes, you're absolutely ready to lower this medication to zero just from the stress, which is Mm -hmm. like, no, you're you're no longer ready to lower this Mm -hmm. medication. Right now, your medication is too low. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That kind of big shift from whether the person is ready to lower the medication and Uh whether they're not ready to lower the medication can happen with just one big stressor. That's interesting what you're saying. And I think as I'm thinking back with the energy treatments that you, and I think we only needed to do maybe two, maybe each each session, I'm not sure, but I do remember doing the Reiki one time. The EFT, I think you did each time we saw you. So it still was about three or four times. But as you're talking, I'm wondering how much awareness she had that this was helping her to be ready to deal with the stressors. And I I guess what I was thinking as you were talking was, is it like a partnership where the person has to know, wow, my body is now able to handle these stressors from this energy work, or does the energy work just impact you and you don't even know it? I'm thinking it may be the latter because she started feeling better. And she's had energy treatment since we left you that I think also have helped her to feel better. So maybe it's the energy work on its own really does impact you without you necessarily needing to be conscious of it. Does it make sense what I'm asking? (laughs) That's a really good question, because I think that happens a lot of times with people as they're first introduced to the energy medicine. They don't have much of an idea of how powerful it can be. So it's just working on the energy system, regardless of what that person's, I guess, empirical experiences have been, because most people start off with having no experiences whatsoever with energy medicine. So it can work within that setting. 
But I'll share with you a story about a patient that I worked with a, a long time ago. She had very severe bipolar disorder. She was hallucinating. She was hearing and seeing things that weren't there. She was suicidal. Her mood swings were um, up and down during the course of one day. So she was what we would call a classic rapid cycling bipolar patient. Mm -hmm. It's interesting because I did my one-two little dance with her, the supplements and the energy work, and she finished treatment with me. And two years later, I heard from her again. She called me and she needed a letter from me about the treatment that we had done. Basically, at that time, what she needed was a letter from me because she was applying for a job and the job had some security clearance. And so I needed just to mention that she went through the treatment and she did well and that kind of stuff. But I was very curious because I hadn't heard from this patient for two years after she had finished treatment with me. And I asked her, did you continue any supplements and things like that? And she also, like Mandy, had not continued her supplements, but what she did continue was the energy work. So she knew how to do EFT and she knew how to use it whenever she felt stressed. So this individual was using energy medicine to deal with their stressors. And she says she would use that and energy breaths to bring down stress whenever she needed it. Yeah. And just with the energy work, she graduated from college. She had gotten married. She had given birth to a child. She was working full time. She was doing everything that lots of people were doing without any supplements, just with the energy work. So I think that I was impressed because I would never have taken that risk if I were in her situation, but she kind of knew what she needed and, and that's what she did. Yeah. And so I know that the energy medicine piece can be extremely helpful yeah. for people in terms of mitigating relapse. Yeah. Yeah. She knows my number. She knows my name. So she can always call me if there's a problem, but I have not heard from her for over a decade. So I know that she's doing fine. I really think that that may be something that Mandy needs to add into her regime on a conscious level mm -hmm. to make sure that she incorporates some of the energy treatments and learn how to do that, get back to that discipline herself. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Very, very Yeah. Good. There's a whole list of energy medicine techniques. And in, in fact, EFT is on that list on my website. So if people want to mm -hmm. find my energy medicine techniques, if you go to holisticpsychiatrist.com and you go to the tab called information and you scroll down to energy medicine techniques, you will go there and you'll be able to find some of my favorite techniques that I use. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, beyond the techniques, someone who's familiar with these techniques might be able to apply them in ways that will result in the most powerful healing process. So sometimes you might want to see someone who is holistically minded, who have used mm -hmm. these techniques regularly yes. uh, for them to be able to apply it in Mandy's situation or yes. any other situation. But these techniques are so easy to apply. Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't work the first time you try it, the only thing you've lost is five minutes of your time. So you can try it again in yes. some other way or some yes. other angle to um, yes. approach the stressor. Yes. Yeah. So that's really great. You use the word static versus dynamic. I like that because traditional conventional medicine is very static, at least in terms of the thinking that you have this thing. Let's try to treat this thing so it won't come back again. But that's not realistic with life. Like you, as you said, it's good for people to think in those broad ways like we are dynamic. We are going to have stress. When you stop having stress, you just cease to exist. You're not here anymore. 
So you sort of want to have stress, but it's like, how do I deal with stress? There's good stress, bad stress. And I think you were right with it's preparing the body, the mind, allowing the spirit to help you deal with that stress as opposed to saying, this is not a good thing. So Mm -hmm. I, I like those concepts that you brought up. I think understanding is really a a good foundation to start with whenever you're working with patients, because one of the reasons why you called me is because with the pandemic, Mandy was still struggling Mm -hmm. with her emotions and she was working Mm -hmm. with a therapist. And so I suggested some supplements and things like that, that she might try again, or even some of the Mm -hmm. other older supplements that was on her regimen, that those Mm -hmm. are helpful. And one of the things that you asked is, does she need to be taking all of these supplements forever? And that there's no real good answer for that. But one of the things we need to understand about nutrition is that I read in a mineral book that one apple in 1914 was equal to 26 apples in terms of mineral content in 1997. So imagine if one apple in 1914 equals 26 apples in 1997, how many apples we need to eat. Uh, every day to keep the doctor away now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so our foods don't really have the same nutrient content. Having a good multivitamin mineral is, is almost like a preventative for just being nutritionally depleted because stress has not gone down in our society. And yet no. the nutritional <laughs> content of food has yes. dramatically gone down. Exactly. Very good point. Yes. What was the most surprising thing you learned from Mandy's healing journey? We just touched on one of them was the the impact of, I think, the energy medicine. I think we both were a little suspicious as to what this was and does this really work? But it did, I think, on a cellular level or an energy level. And we didn't need to be as aware as, as I sometimes think that you need to be like, let me agree to this and then it will help because it's helping because it's an energy piece. <laughs> so I think that was one part of it that surprised me. But I think the other piece is in some ways how simple it is because it's just, it's nutrients. It's, it's not medicine. You, I mean, popping a pill is probably people would say, oh, that's really easy. And, and to be honest with you, there were people who said, I, I have doctors in my family or friends, you know, who are physicians who, you know, just said, well, why don't you see a, a psychiatrist and get some medicine for anxiety or whatever, because it's easy and it's what we know. But this is really simple, too, because it's just it's like having breakfast or having lunch. <laughs> And then you you move on and you don't have the residual negative effects. So I would say those two things and, and how quickly she responds. I always try to emphasize for people that when it comes to the nutritional support, there's eight areas I'm always looking into. And so they are vitamins, minerals, essential fatty acids, amino acids, which are the building blocks of proteins, GI support, antioxidants, anti-inflammatories and detoxifications. So when you can support all of these different areas, the body will thank you for it. It will take those tools. It will run with it. It will start to heal a little bit better. It will try to make up for the time when it didn't get all of the raw materials that it needed. And it'll try to repair the body, moving back, getting rid of whatever injuries had accumulated because the body didn't have enough of the nutrients to repair itself. So that is my approach is to decrease stress, just to decrease stress and then allow the body to use the raw materials to repair itself. The second layer 
beyond just general support. Now, the general support would be really appropriate for someone who's 12 and this is their first time coming into my office because that's probably what they needed is just this kind of increased, robust nutritional support. And then the body will naturally heal itself very nicely. But the second layer beyond that would be people who come in who have been sick for a long time, who are on medications. And then that second layer would require understanding of the medications, how it has an impact on the body and its receptors and Mm -hmm. neurotransmitter storage levels and all of that stuff. And then the second layer would be built on top of the general supports where you're looking at the medication and it's specific actions on the body. And you have to add the second layer of supplements to help specifically with those actions of the medication. Now that becomes a lot more MD level training, right? but for, for people who are just starting out, like in this case, Mandy said to me that she had been depressed for two years. Now, whether she has been or has not been, I don't know, but that was what she reported when she came in, she had been feeling like life wasn't worth living. She was really down. And mm-hmm. so can you imagine just throwing some of these supplements at a child and see them almost like a flower just yes. starting to perk up? Because it's almost like a flower was wilting. It didn't get enough water. It didn't yes. get enough sun. Yes. You put it in the windowsill. It gets enough sun. It gets enough water. And all of a sudden, you just start to see it perk up. Yes. And and I feel like that was what happened with Mandy. Now, the energy work, of course, is really helpful because energy is like the sun mm-hmm. and the water is like the supplements mm-hmm. with a one-two punch. It can be extremely powerful. Mm-hmm. So my message to mothers of young people is rather than first immediately going to the medication, which will then change the neurotransmitter system and the receptors of the body and which doctors will probably leave in that child's body for years. Yes. They aren't trained to know how to withdraw people from it. Let's try what makes sense, which is given the research behind nutritional depletion in our foods, let's try to Make sure that nutritionally that child is getting what they need. Nowadays, with so many different good companies out there, you can start with this eight category kind of approach. Vitamins, minerals, essential fatty acids, amino acids, GI support, antioxidants, anti-inflammatories, detoxification. Mm -hmm. And one of my favorite detoxifiers is liver extract. Yes. (laughs) Because the liver ends up getting the brunt of the toxins, but also the liver is involved in creating hormones. And so if we can help Mm. the liver, the Mm. body can clear itself from these toxins and create proper hormone balance. In addition, a lot of people who take a probiotic and let's say a liver extract to help their liver and help the GI system notice a much improved skin their skin won't break out. They won't she have did. as much acne. Yes. She has so far now, She because that was one of the things on her list. When I asked with this new regime that we have, that the first thing on the list was that my skin is clearing up. Now we'd already been seeing a dermatologist because of her skin and it had started, but this has obviously helped and her skin it's it's so I was looking at it the other day. It's so shiny. And I mean, she's going through some hormone issues right now. But I still think that it's helped. That's great. Well, the skin is the largest detox organ of the body. The second would be the liver. And so when you support the liver, and of course, another detoxifier is the GI system because it's getting rid of 
toxins in the GI system. So if you help the GI system and you help the liver, the skin will automatically thank you. And so for those people who struggle with acne, you might want to try to take a really nice probiotic. I'll give a couple of different probiotics that I like. One is called Seed, S-E-E-D.com is the website. And another one that I've used for many decades is called Perk Digestigard Forte 10. Perk is spelled P-E-R-Q-U-E, and it's by the company called Perk. I've actually used Perk and I've used liver extract for several individuals who came to me purely because they were worried about their skin. And they wanted to know if I, in my holistic kind of experience, could do anything to help them with their skin. And so I recommended the probiotic and I recommended the liver extract and they came back very happy because their skin is So it is a consistent and reliable way to help with detoxification and therefore your skin is going to get better. And rather than in conventional medicine, of course, you might use Accutane, you might use chronic antibiotics. And I would just say that if you use PERC, Digestigard Forte or Seed as a probiotic and liver extract, you're improving your health. You're not hurting your health with medication. So that is the advantage of using natural biological interventions that your body yeah. recognize as very close to food. The right. body is not going to think of it as a toxin and therefore it doesn't create more stress on the detoxification metabolic processes in the body. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I wanted to leave you with any last comments before we finish our podcast today? Any insights or recommendations that you have for young individuals with depression or anxiety? Well, that there's hope. We always need hope that it can come in the form of something simple and natural to just seek out help, but to not think that there's only one avenue or one path that you can take. I, I say that to not just young people, but to parents, especially, because we usually direct that path. And I think we can teach our kids a lot about self-help and empowerment if we could just open our minds to the fact that what's easy and quick does not necessarily mean that it's the most effective and empowering. Mm-hmm. So we are a testament to that as a family. Mandy has over the years when, when we started to see how, I guess, her stress response was, yeah, she would say, I think I need to, to get back on the smoothies that Dr. Lee recommended. I remember her saying that several times until as a parent, it clicked in when I was like, you know what, maybe you're right. <laughs> so that says that she embodied something. It, it became a part of how she started to think about how I heal myself. And, and and I think that that's empowering for a young person to know that you can heal yourself. Man heal thyself, right? And she she has that mindset. So I think we just need some help to get back on the right path. We don't always know exactly what that is. But once you set somebody on a path, we can take it from there. Just have that's hope. Wonderful. Yeah, that's wonderful. Thank you for that message. And I'm really thankful that Mandy told you <laughs> to remember about those smoothies and uh, reminded you about yes. them. I hope that Mandy will quickly bounce back like she did when she was 12 and that there will be resources that you will be able to look to that will make a really huge difference like it did for her back when she was 12. So I really want to thank you for the insights and your willingness to share this story about your daughter. 
I too was very pleased when Mandy healed very quickly. I felt like if I could do this for everyone, that would be my choice, that everybody would be able to heal in four sessions and go on. But I do feel that I, at least if there's anything I can say to the mothers out there, that is, if you have a 10 or 12 year old, it's probably more possible. If that child is just starting to have their first episode of depression or anxiety, and they're not on medications for 20 years, and then you go see a holistic psychiatrist, I don't see why not. Why would Mandy be the only individual that would heal in four exactly. sessions? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I've recommended you to so many people. And there are not many, when you go to look up holistic psychiatry, it's only a couple of people that we can tend to find. So, yes. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for that. I've really enjoyed having this interview with Dr. North and I really appreciate your time. So thank you so much again for being here today. Thank you. Thank you so much for everything. Oh, you're welcome. And for you who've been listening, I hope you enjoy today's content. Please subscribe to this weekly podcast for more informative insights on holistic psychiatry. And also please subscribe to my weekly updates on my website, holisticpsychiatrist.com for wonderful stories and developments from my holistic practice and where you'll find links to all my social media platforms. Until next time, let's keep building our well-being from the thought up and have a wonderful, joyful week. The content provided by this podcast is for informational purposes only and has not been approved by the US FDA. This podcast is not intended to provide personal medical advice, which should be obtained from a medical professional. An ironic media production. Visit us at ironicmedia.com.